Hello everyone, and welcome to Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Phil, and I'll be your Phaeologist today, and joining me is Chief Resident Grepstein. How are you doing today, Greps? I'm doing really well, Phil. I am excited to be on this episode with you today, and I think, if you don't mind, that to start this episode off, I shall dance. <laughs> and if we were to see you live right now, Greps, we'd probably see you kind of doing a crab dance uh, similar to Xander's dance, right? Like, that's the only dance you could be possibly doing right now. I've got my hands up in the air. One goes up, the other <laughs> goes down. I'm just kind of like stepping back and forth a little bit. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and you know what? That makes me want to move again. You know, I, I felt kind of tired and I'm ready to go into battle again. So <laughs> thank you for doing that dance. <laughs> um, and as you can tell, we are going to talk about the four newest units to come into the game, which are the Hoshiden Festival banner yeah, characters. All of them dancers, all of them pretty cool and unique. And uh, and so because they are so unique, this episode is going to be a little bit different on how we approach our analysis because, you know, not only because they are dancers, but in addition to the fact that they are colored, some of them are colored daggers as well. Um it, they're so unique that it's it's hard to kind of put them in and test them in in the simulator and so it's uh i mean j- just dancers in general it's kind of hard to do that and because you're not going to be using them uh mainly for offense you know you're going to use them for support so um so yeah so this episode will be a little bit different in our approach uh we're going to use a lot of real world experience with them versus uh actual statistics from the simulator but, um, but yeah, so, you know, in addition to that, you know, we do have some time constraints as well. We're, you know, both taking a little bit of time off for lunch, uh, just to be able to get this episode out to you guys real quick. And, and because of the uniqueness of these characters, we will probably, um, get through this episode pretty quick. So, so yeah, uh, we are totally excited and we'll be dancing all the way, even if you're not looking, you know, since you're not looking, we're, we'll just let you know that we are dancing this whole time. So. Yeah, watch my technique. <laughs> exactly. So, um, a little bit of news, too, before we get into it. Um, as far as uh, summoning is concerned in Heroes, we do want to mention that Libra was dropped from five to four stars in this new banner, as predicted by most of us. Um, he was the only unit to be dropped from the Ulyssian Travelers banner. And just so you know, like... We haven't had two units drop from the same banner in over the year. When was the last time that they did drop two units from a banner? Do you remember, Greps? So we've had, for new banners and new, and yeah, I was going to say seasonal banners, but they don't add to the summoning pool. But for new banners, we haven't had a four-unit banner in actually a really long time before Ulysian Travelers. I think the last one might have been the Sacred Stones banner last August. And we only had one unit drop from that banner. The, I think the the banner before that, that we had two units drop, was Alm and Celica's uh, armies, where we had Weon drop. And who was the other unit that dropped from that? Hmm. Oh, Matilda. Matilda was the other one. Matil- oh, yeah, that's right, Matilda. <laughs> so, yeah, aside from that, those two banners, um, um, pretty much a year ago, you know, we've only seen at least one character dropped to the four-star pool. And, uh, yeah, and we called it again. Um, it's Libra. Uh, just a little bit of information, too. He does come with spur attack resistance at four stars. 
which um, is better than than you know if he was like the third unit to have because he did come with renewal, and if that dropped as a skill, that would kind of be overdoing it a little bit. But um, even so, like I think we're both in agreement, Greps, that Spurs, um, you know, they're okay. They're they're not the best skills that you could use in the C slot. So uh, with that aside, let's get into these new units. So uh, as you probably know, we have four new alts in the Hoshiden Festival's banner, and that includes Xander, Elincia, Ryoma, and Micaiah, and they're all dancers as well. And so adding some more dancers into the pool right after we had just gotten Ulyssian Traveler's Olivia. And so... Yeah, so there's been a great influx in the dancers in this game. Yeah, we're up to 15 dancers in the game right now. Yeah, and that's crazy. And uh, and so I, th- I feel like that's giving a lot of, especially the newer players, a chance to get a dancer. We know that Xander comes with a colorless dagger as before, but we do have the introduction of colored daggers in general, with Alencia coming as a green dagger and Ryoma as a blue dagger. And so... Uh, we'll have a discussion about that implication to the game in a little bit. And finally, Micaiah is a red mage and um, is our first red mage dancer in the game as well. So, so Greps, a uh, question for you. You know, since this uh, this banner introduced colored daggers in general, wh- what are your thoughts on colored daggers? I mean, you know, we, we did have colored bows come out. Uh, recently we had a reintroduction to the blue bow with Lucina. Um, are your feelings the same or are they different uh, compared to, you know, colored bows as they are to colored daggers? So in some ways it's the same, in some ways it's different. I think with, you know, with colored bows, I talked about how it's, how they're kind of disappointing compared to colorless bows, because we have some really good colorless bows out there in brave bows and fire sweep bows. And some people would argue for guard bows as well. And I guess I'm, I'm talking about these as if the, the weapon itself had a color, but truly it's the unit that has the color. Uh, use some of these bows really well and have good color uh, matchups against like, across all different colors with bows. With daggers, dagger users tend not to have very good matchups. Uh, colorless daggers tend not to have very good matchups against any units in the game. And personally, I'm not a big fan of daggers in the game, really. So I think with both colored bows or with colored daggers, I think the trick is that they need to be good enough to make up for the difference of having a color so that to take uh, the trade off of having the disadvantage against some units in the game. So with like Legendary Lucina's bow, it was so good with all the stats that it was given that I think it overcame the difference and made it so people wouldn't want to replace it with one of the standard bows that you'd use on a colorless unit. With these colored daggers, I think because they're effective against different types of units in the game, it actually makes a pretty strong case of potentially using them on some of these colored dagger users. Uh, because they can they can serve as pretty effective checks against specific units in the game. So I don't think that most people are going to find uses for Alincia and Rioma as offensive type of units uh, without these effectiveness weapons at the moment. 
Uh, like I wouldn't necessarily recommend putting on a barb shuriken on one of them. Although like if you want them to be offensive, though, I know some people will. And you can experiment with that because Barb Shuriken's available on a unit that's available at three and four stars. But in general, I think that these are great units for arena assault or for squad assault that are going to be able to have uh, even a stronger advantage against units that they have uh, effectiveness over. So those are just kind of generally my thoughts that it that colors help daggers become a little bit more relevant for a few units in the game, like for narrow um narrow advantages over just a few units but i don't know do you have any other thoughts about that anything that you would add to that no i I mean i just want to reinforce that like i the feeling that i got with the bows is that well okay you have a colored bow unit with their own and with the only two units that we have we have a special bow for them you know a preferred weapon however it does not trump the effectiveness that like a brave bow or a fire sweep bow has and so i think that's what made it difficult to accept and use these colored bow units in general. However, on the flip side, like with these colored daggers, you're, you're totally right. And I agree that it could give them the attack and the offense, um, a potential to be able to be effective against at least a certain amount of units. It, you know, probably not a lot of units in general, but, um, you know, it kind of gives them a little bit more of an edge, uh, as opposed to their colorless, uh, beginnings. And so, um, on, on that note, like you mentioned too, um, in addition to having the weapon effect, uh, weapon triangle effectiveness, uh, these new colored dagger uh, units, you know, came with weapons that also have effectiveness built into them. Specifically, we have Xander's dagger. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, uh, but you know, just know it as Xander's dagger. It's uh, effective against cavalry units. Alencia's dagger is effective against dragon units. Rioma's is good against armor units, and Micaiah's red tome, um, aside from, you know, the daggers there, is just like her original uh, Thani uh, from her original character, where it's effective against armor and cavalry. Uh, it is uninheritable, so that we leave that out of the discussion there. But, um, yeah, so I think that's a, it's really cool that they, you know, came out with these weapons that are specifically strong against certain types of classes, in addition to the fact that they are inheritable. Yeah, and I know that in your discussion with YX recently, you were talking about people in the arena for arena defense teams using armor-effective weapons on their dancers anyway to make them relevant in the upper echelons of the arena. So this is kind of like IS has maybe taken notice of that and done this through the dagger units here. So that's kind of interesting. So I'm curious, with these three daggers, excluding Micaiah from the conversation, which of these new daggers that we've gotten are useful because they're inheritable? So it might be useful to think about which of these three daggers might you want to use in the arena and in other game modes too. Yeah. So looking at them objectively and not connected to the character that they come with, I think um, it really depends, of course, on which character you place it on. But if we're looking at the effectiveness uh, just right off the bat, I think Xander's dagger would be the least useful right now since we don't see a ton of cavalry units out there. But of course, that's relevant uh, That's um, you know relevant if you are in the higher tiers and maybe, um, maybe you're seeing a lot more cavalry units in the tier that you're in right now. And so, yeah, perhaps it might be a little bit more useful. But for you and me, Greps, I feel like uh, cavalry units aren't as prevalent and so we're not going to see him as much. And so turn, you, you turn over to Alencia and Rioma's daggers. And, and I think that 
it's it's interesting because I feel like both dragons and armor units, if you're to look at them collectively, are very defensive, right? And uh, daggers use melee as defense, and so you're attacking against their defensive stat rather than resistance, like you would with magic. And so it's it's hard to see um, these particular units, maybe barring Xander, but but like Alinsi and Rioma having enough strength to be able to make much of a mark, at least as as far as like getting that one shot KO in or or anything, and and that kind of ties into the other effect of these weapons, which is the hardy bearing effect, right? Um, and if you aren't familiar with that, it uh, disables the disables the change in attack priority uh, when you're going to get going up against an enemy, and so it works both for the enemy and for you, and so you wouldn't be able to use desperation, for example. On your own units, nor would them. Yeah, and vantage as well. And vantage as well, yes. And so, uh, so that that's a pro there. But um, and that, and that's the, I feel like the drawback to these weapons to not make them too powerful because a lot of the uh, dagger uses that I can think of that would be useful. Uh, for example, you know, we're talking beforehand. Soth and Kagero are two examples of really offensive units that have good speed as well. And although those daggers would look good on them, it would be kind of a challenge to, uh, because you wouldn't be able to use desperation, for example, and necess- you know wouldn't be able to take advantage of their speed if they did get uh, a retaliation back. And so, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I think in general, um, the dragon and armor unit daggers that are that were introduced would be the most helpful right now, and but they would probably be maximized to their potential if they were given to a unit such as Soth or Kagero, someone with a little bit higher of an attack compared to Alencia, for example, or even Ryoma. And so, yeah, that's what I think about these these new daggers. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Yeah, so as far as which of these are good, it really depends on what units you're facing. Uh, if you are facing Horse Emblem a lot, then these are going to be more useful to you. Um, if you're facing armor units, you know, obviously that's going to be the dagger that's most helpful. It really just depends on what you're facing. I think all of these can be good, but especially for the uh, armor and dragon effective daggers, they might not always get the job done because of how physically tanky some of those units are. So you are probably going to need skills like triangle adept or death blow on your A slot skill in order to take out the units uh, that they're effective against. And just a couple of, like like thinking ahead a little bit, a lot of the armor units in the game that we have right now are green. So I could imagine a red dagger, uh, dagger user using an armor of dagger could be really helpful, uh, but we don't have a red dagger user quite yet. Um, I would think that most cavalry in the game that people face tend to be red. So a blue dagger user, maybe Ryoma, could be best using the uh, the horse effective dagger. And then in terms of the dragon effective dagger, we have a lot of falchions in the game. So we get a red dagger user. That's probably the least important one to potentially give a dragon effective weapon to. And we do have some Naga tomes for blue dragons. But I know people have been interested in giving the Cloud Mayogi weapon to Ryoma in order to get our first blue unit with a dragon effective weapon. And it is cool to have an inheritable dragon effective weapon in the game for the first time. We'll see if other types of uh, weapons get the same type of thing in the game or if this is just a one-time thing here. Right. So, yeah, I I totally agree that um, I I hadn't thought of that, too, like using 
the the blue dagger or, or sorry the uh, cloud myogi on a blue dagger like Ryoma. I think that that's really interesting there. Uh, in addition to that, and, and in addition to what we've talked about, like as far as other units are concerned, um, as far as who could use these special daggers, who who else would you put them on? You know, who who else could use these daggers pretty well? So you already mentioned Soth and Kagero, and I think Soth is probably the the unit that benefits the most from these new daggers uh, because he is available in the four-star pool and his attack is the highest of all the dagger users in the game right now, that he's the one effectiveness weapons the best. Uh, I think Spring Kagero and as well as this new dancer version of Xander with their high attack levels are also pretty strong users of these weapons. But just one thing to keep in mind, just keep in mind that when you inherit a dagger to a new unit uh, across different colors for daggers, for example, it's not going to change the color of the unit. Just like for dragons, if you give them a different weapon that goes across different colors, the weapon takes on the color of the unit that you give that that weapon too. So just want to make sure, I think everybody probably knows that, but sometimes there's a little bit of confusion around it. So just wanted to throw that out there. What else would you say? Any, anything else about who you would use each of these daggers with? Well, I mean, for me, I, I would try to get away with being, you know, free to play as much as I could. Um, probably just keep them on their original characters um, and, and, you know, see how well they, they go. I guess I guess they wouldn't be used like you know Ryoma and Alencia wouldn't be technically used for me to try to defeat an enemy straight out like uh, it'd probably be used for like more like chip damage and maybe uh, weakening them a little bit farther than than normal you know like with the dagger user to be able to take advantage of the debuff which of course all of these daggers do have is that um, that normal debuff that daggers come with and so yeah I don't know I, I think. Without the with the hardy bearing effect in a, in play, without being able to use desperation, um, for me not wanting to fodder these characters off particularly, uh, it's it's hard to see how they could get enough attack to be able to take out units straight up. So, so yeah, using them for support and not only for the dance support but also for the perhaps chip damage support as well. So, yeah. That sounds good. Uh, and what do you think about refining these weapons? Do you think it's worthwhile to refine them? And if so, how like what type of refinement would you give these effectiveness weapons? Yeah, um, I'm thinking like definitely attack and speed are, are really good options for refinement. I know you don't get as many uh, points in attack when you do refine it there, but perhaps um, if you are looking for a more offensive type of unit, maybe you're looking to do a little bit more chip damage than normal or, you know, or something like that, then maybe speed is good, or attack is good, speed is good as, as well, but um, maybe even defense, like if you have Xander's uh, weapon on him, uh, if you want to increase his defense even more, and get a little bit more out of, say, Bonfire as a special, I think that might be an idea there as well. Do you have any ideas on that? So, if you're planning on using these units with their effectiveness weapons, I would strongly recommend going with the attack refinement, if you're going to go with any refinement at all, because of the effectiveness damage. It's only going to give plus one attack, but getting plus one attack means getting somewhere between two and three additional damage. So that's something to keep in mind there. Uh, in general, refining ranged units is not as good of a payoff as refining uh, like melee units 
in the game. You just don't get as many stats. So it's probably not the biggest priority to refine these units, but attack is especially useful for these units with effective weapons. So that's what I would say about that. And I would generally recommend against uh, refining for defense and resistance for these units. If you're building them just for support, I guess that's okay, but it's kind of tough when you have an effectiveness weapon to be focusing more on defense. I, I would probably recommend against that. Even even for Xander, I would say, to probably go for an attack refinement, if you're going to go with anything at all, with these weapons. So I thought, why don't we take a couple minutes, instead of going through like full builds and the Mass Duel Simulator and all of that like we normally do, to just go through the different categories of builds that I think uh, are, I would consider most strongly for each of these units. And it doesn't completely vary for all of these units because they're kind of similar, especially the, uh, the dagger users. And I think that because they all have effectiveness weapons, I think there's a lot of the same things that we would consider for all of their, their builds. So I'm going to go over uh, two options, and then Phil, do you mind going over two other options that we could try for these units? Of course. Let's do it. So the first build is to maximize these dancers' offensive capabilities, and you're going to give Glimmer as the special because with effectiveness over certain units, Glimmer is going to multiply the, the damage that you're doing against the units that these dancers have effectiveness against. Uh, so that's going to be the special. It has a really low cooldown count as well with two. Deathblow is the best A slot skill for a unit with an effectiveness weapon uh, because it's the most attack that you can add to your unit in the player phase when you're most likely going to be attacking. And so, you know, adding plus six attack is really nice and it's going to multiply and it's going to be like plus nine attack when you multiply the effectiveness part to the damage that it does. Uh, for a really expensive kit with boosting offensive capabilities, you might consider giving Chill Defense or Odd Attack Wave as a C-slot skill. And those are ways to maximize the offensive capability of a lot of units in the game, and especially a unit with uh, a multiplier type of weapon. And Ryoma conveniently comes with Chill Defense, so you don't have to inherit that to him. Uh, and additionally, you don't necessarily have to give each of these units chill defense necessarily. If you ran any of these units with a unit that already has chill defense, then they'll get the same benefit from that. So that's the, uh, the offensive, like boosting offensive capabilities kit. The second one is more of a support kit. And this is the standard dancer build that most people talk about when they talk about dancers. So for this build, I would give Glimmer still as the special because of the effectiveness. And then Fury as the A slot skill to help boost their, their defensive viability as well as their offensive capabilities a little bit too. Uh, Wings of Mercy tends to still be the best dancer skill out there for a B slot skill, uh, especially for support. And then for the C slot skill, it's really flexible. You can put on anything that you'd like to help support other units on your team or just keep whatever default skill comes with any of these units. I think you might do just fine with that. So those are the first two builds that I would consider building. Uh, what are some other builds that people might consider, Phil? Sure. Uh, so of course you might want to be a little bit more free to play and just kind of keep whatever skills that they came with. And it's really interesting that all four of these units came with pretty much a full set. You know, all three passive skills are filled. Um, yeah. So it's, it was, and of course their dance support as well. And so, 
you know, they're just missing their special, but they all four all four of them came with a lot of skills right out of the box, which is a first as well. It's usually one or two units, and so um, if you take a look at Xander, he's more of an enemy phase kind of tankier unit, and since he does come with close counter, he is able to fulfill that role a little bit better, as well as quick repost, and so I think right out of the box, Xander looks really good, and I think he is built for that role uh, with his stat spread as well, and he and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but he actually does pretty well with that kind of build anyway. And so uh, you take a look at Alincia. Uh, she's not very strong. She is pretty fast, but um, that's about it. You know, she's very, very much a support type of unit, including her build. And we'll talk about the new skills in a little bit too um, with Alincia and Micaiah. But uh, Ryoma, I think Ryoma is a really good mix. He's got really good attack and defense. And so with his stat spread and his and his build as well. He works pretty well as an offensive unit um, but can be uh, supportive as well with that chill defense there so he works well as a team player not only with dance but with that chill defense. And Micaiah's in the same boat as well. I think she mirrors her her original self a lot with the really high resistance and really high attack and so so I feel like she can be a really good check against green um, not only unit, well, not only armor and cavalry units, but perhaps even against green units in general. And so she, you know, could be built uh, uh, that way to, you know, take out those units, especially if you put death blow on her or something like that, which isn't too hard to find. But um, but with her free to play kit, you know, she uh, can be very offensive, uh, but very supportive as well, based on her new skill, of course. Uh, the only other option that I could, that we could think of was like swapping out their weapon with something else that uh, might be able to boost their capacity for attack. Like you mentioned earlier, Barb Shuriken um, is an option as well. Lethal Carrot um, or another type of dagger, maybe Rogue Dagger. Maybe you're looking for uh, someone who could do a lot of debuffing, and you know, so you go with Rogue Dagger or something like that. And so, um, other than that, I think those are pretty much the only builds that I could think of in general for these units. Um, how have you built these units, Grebs? So for pretty much all of them, I've, I've given a pretty similar build of Glimmer and Deathblow and Wings of Mercy. I think Wings of Mercy is still the best B-slot skill. Deathblow helps them all with their effectiveness. Uh, and then I've just, like, I don't know, some of them I've just kept their default C-slot skills and other ones I've just given kind of a random, like, drive skill or something like that that might be useful for them. But uh, I think that Glimmer is extremely useful for them. And, and I've even done that for Xander, even though I know some people might want to keep close counter and quick repost, fantastic skills. I'm not so sure that a dancer with really low um, like BST in general is going to do fantastic with those skills. I don't know that I would want to leave Xander in the range of the enemy attack, although he maybe, um, maybe he would do better against some ranged units in the game. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe some bow users. Um, so that's how I've built, uh, each of these units pretty similarly to each other. Yeah. And I've actually a uh, funny story. Like I actually have two of these four units. I went into my free summon and in that circle, I got Micaiah and I thought that was really cool. And I, you know, just for fun, went into a second circle and the first uh, color that I got, I clicked the green circle and I got Alencia. And so, wow, that's really lucky. <laughs> yeah. So I got two five stars within 20 orbs. So nice. Um, yeah. So I, and 
as for them, I'm just going to use them with their free-to-play build. I might put a little bit more effort into Mikaya because I do feel like she might have some potential with some other skills here. And speaking of which, let's let's talk about the new skills that were released really quick. Um, first of all, the dancer skills that were introduced uh, thanks to Micaiah and Alencia are the, uh, what are they called, Fire Flood and Earth Slide. Yes, Earth Slide and Fire Flood. Yeah, I think these skills are clearly inferior to Earther and uh, Scold because they only give boost to two of the four stats. Uh, I think Wings of Mercy is generally a more helpful skill uh, for a support dancer. I agree. I, I feel like if you're not going with Wings of Mercy, you might be going for a chill skill or something like that too. So uh, yeah, so I mean, I'll play around with it and see if it's worth keeping. But I mean, if you've got nothing else to put on them, if you're not using Wings of Mercy, then they're pretty good, I guess. Um, and we also mentioned a spur. Oh, we mentioned with Libra how he came with a spur um, C skill. Uh, we were also introduced to spur speed and resistance. And yeah, I mean, it's a spur skill, so nothing much to say there. But odd defense wave uh, from Xander. Uh, I I guess I was pretty excited to see this skill. I think it's going to be not only very useful for him, but very useful for uh, defensive teams in general. And we we did talk a lot about that in the future data mine episode when we covered wave skills. Uh, we recorded that one. That will be released soon. So yeah. Um, so I, I'm liking those new skills there. Uh, Greps, do you have any other? Uh, mentions for these skills and the other skills that they came with? Yeah, so dancer skills, not too excited about those. Spur speed and resistance is the final dual stat spur skill in the game. So we have the complete set of those now. And odd defense wave, I'm not terribly excited for that. Um, just because it's a little bit awkward to have defensive boosts every other turn. You'll have to really sync things up correctly on like uh, an enemy phase types of tanks to make sure that you get the benefit of that and you're not missing on the wrong turn, like getting hit on the wrong turn. Two units that can take advantage of odd defense wave a little bit better than others are Murr uh, with her great flame uh, weapon, then having higher defense will help her prevent counterattack, so that can be useful for her. And for Leo as well, that he can prevent counterattacks as well, or follow-up attacks as well, um, with higher defense. But in general, I, I think those are two niche of uses, and you can both of those units can take better advantage of emblem buffs and get a stronger effect and they can get it on any single turn. So I'm not exactly like too excited about any of those brand new skills, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of the other skills that we saw, so Xander, as you mentioned, comes with close counter and quick repost, fantastic skills. And just a, a little trick here that some of you might already know about, but you can inherit close counter and quick repost together if you do sack a copy of Xander. If you give quick repost one to a unit from a, a three or four star unit like Subaki. So give quick repost one and then you can inherit both of those skills together. Uh, and you can do the same thing with Xander with close counter and his dagger. Um, that you don't even need to do anything special with another unit. You can just do that because close counter is just one skill and his dagger is two. Uh, for Alincia, she comes with attack speed push. So the second time that we're seeing that skill in the game. And it has a couple of niche uses, but ultimately I think my verdict is it's not all that great of a skill and I'd rather go with something else like life and death or uh, attack speed bond if you have access to it. 
And then her other skill is drive resistance on her C slot. And we've had that in the game for a while. It's not a great skill and definitely not worth foddering her off for. Ryoma comes with triangle adept, which works okay for him, but definitely isn't a skill that you'd want to fodder him off for. And chill defense, on the other hand, is a fantastic skill. And if you do get an extra copy of him, then it might not be a bad use of him to fodder off chill defense if you're interested in doing that. Though we do have Wallheart with uh, chill defense as well. And then Micaiah, she comes with attack res bond. She's the second unit to come with that skill after Halloween Noe. Uh, not particularly a great skill. It's not bad, but because she has to be next to another unit, it's not the best. And because I don't, I mean, she has a lot of res but I don't think that she announced that in the player phase as much. So I would tend to go with a skill like Deathblow over that. And Resistance Poise or C-slot skill, a good skill for her. Uh, it's going to help her do more damage, but definitely not something worth foddering off to other units. So those are my thoughts on all of those skills. Any other thoughts about that before we move on to the next part? I don't think so. I think you covered it all. So let's move on. Um, yeah, before we get into like our ratings, and like we mentioned before, I mean, we're not really going to go through the simulator with these guys and these builds, but um, I guess you kind of have our two cents on how they would perform. Anyway, uh, do you have any other thoughts on, on these units before we move on to ratings? Yeah, so I, I mentioned that there are 15 dancers now in the game. So if you had every single one of them, you could have uh, in Arena Assault, you could have four of them for three different elements you could confer blessings and have four for three of the different blessing types and three of them for the fourth blessing type and at this point that would mean if you have a lot of these dancers you could pretty much take a dancer in every single uh, round of arena assault except maybe the first one where you might not want to because of their low arena scoring so at this point i feel like people have at least ability to get a lot of different dancers out there to use them pretty much as much as you need to. Uh, and I'd say at this point, there's limited returns on having any more dancers introduced in the game. Uh, you know, how many more dancers do we need than, you know, if you have 15 of them, <laughs> where are you using all of them? So it's a lot of them and not all of them have unique niches. So uh, that's, those are some of my thoughts there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have much to add. I think, if you you know have enough dancers in your barracks to cover yourself through Arena Assault, and perhaps, like you mentioned, the future Assault version of Blessed Gardens, then you should be fine. So, I mean, the next question that I have is, uh, what are you most excited about for this banner? And uh, I, I think for me, like if I were to answer that first, <laughs> I think um, just seeing some alts that I like. I like Micaiah and Ilencia. It's nice to see some some alternative characters from Tellius and and to also kind of branch out in in different colors as well as far as dancing is concerned with blue and 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 colorless uh, dancers there, um, and yeah, so I, I was just really excited to see see the variation that we've had uh, in these characters, and I'm really excited to build up Micaiah particularly uh, to her full potential to be able to use her not only for support but also for offense as well. So. I think that was the most exciting thing that I saw from this banner. What about you? Uh, so I'm really excited about having Micaiah as a Red Mage dancer, and I've talked about this a couple times with you now, but I've been holding on to Red Tome Valor from an extra copy of Winter Tharja from December, and I finally foddered her off to Micaiah to give her Red Tome Valor to really easily train up new Red Tome units in the game. So 
this point we have a dancer of just about every type. We are missing a bow dancer. And I would also contend that it's possible that at some point in the future, we could get a dual staff dancer that could both heal and dance for units. Uh, though I know, you know, I mentioned this uh, on the subreddit and some people disagreed with me pretty strongly there. So we'll see if that's something that might happen sometime down the road. Yeah, that would be really cool. And I, I'm sure that would happen for sure. I, I think as the game progresses and as the power creep continues, and as they run out of ideas, especially, I think, you know, that's how they would sell us staff users if they had, they had dance. So I wouldn't I wouldn't count that out uh, too quickly. So, but yeah, let's let's talk about our ratings for these units really quick. And as well as their summoning importance and how we would um, uh, rank the importance to some of these characters. So, Greps, if you want to lead us off in your ratings. All right. Yeah. So I would say, obviously, they're all dancers. So at a minimum, it makes them fantastic support units, some of the best support units in the game. So for me, that kind of gives them a base of at least a 3.5 rating. They can't go any lower than that as a dancer. And then in my opinion, I think with effectiveness weapons, that helps each of them specialize on offense, even though dancers don't necessarily need to, that it helps them perhaps form a, a, you know, a unique niche where they can take out some units in the game. Um so as if you plan ahead, like an arena assault or squad assault, then you might be able to do really well with these units on offense. So for me, that boosts them up to at least a 4.0. Alincia's stats are pretty weak, even though her her uh, dagger being effective against dragons is pretty unique. Her, her attack stat is really low. So for me, I'm going to rate Alincia lowest on this banner at a 4.0. Xander has fantastic stats. His attack and defense are really nicely min-maxed. And so for him, he goes up to a 4.5 for me because of his strong stats. And Ryoma also has an important niche. Uh, he can sometimes take out Zelgius and Black Knight. And when I'm saying that, it's like plus 10 Zelgius or Black Knight. Uh, depending on their builds, he can take them out. And if he gets a little bit of offensive support, potentially. So for I, I would also put Ryoma at a 4.5. And in my opinion, Micaiah is the best unit on this banner. Uh, she has dual effectiveness. She has a really strong tome. She has really strong stats as well. And of course, don't forget, she is a dancer. Uh, I keep seeing her in my barracks, and I keep forgetting that she's a dancer as well. Uh, maybe because I'm just not used to uh, non-fates or awakening units getting alts or what. But right. <laughs> um, but she, her her color is really strong too, because we have so many green armor units in the game. So she can pretty easily take out most green armor units. Uh, obviously, if you're facing cavalry units, then she can take care of them pretty easily if they're green, especially. And she might even be able to take out some red armor and cavalry units too. So I'm not going to go quite a 5.0. I'm going to fudge things a little bit, and I'm going to say a 4.75 for Micaiah's rating. Her matchups aren't necessarily great, uh, but she's a dancer. I think she has more utility than the rest of the dancers on this banner. Uh, I would still say that Flying Olivia is the best dancer in the game for buffing weapons. So those are my thoughts on these new units on this banner. What about for you, Phil? Sure. Um, I'll start off with Micaiah uh, since we are just you know talking about her. And I, I think that uh, in addition to what you've said, I yeah, I think she de- definitely serves a good niche right now where there are a lot of strong green units in the game. Um, she was the only one that I did an actual simulation of, and I just want to mention those quick results there. I mean, 
with the total cast, she only got about 50% of the, the kills there, but, you know, kind of playing to her lower BST, you know, and, and I that could definitely be changed if I, because I went with her free-to-play build and, and didn't really tinker around that much, but that could be improved on, but I was specifically looking at the armor and cavalry units that she went up against, and she did really well. Like, she, she only lost to... Harden and Effie, which I guess are important units to lose to because they are prevalent in the game, but she was able to take out all the Hectors, um, Grima and everyone, all the cavalry units regardless of color as well, she was able to take out, and so she, for being a dancer, was pretty strong um, and served her niche there really well, and so yeah, I would go with a 4.5 rating uh, for her as well. And I definitely think she is the strongest unit in, in the banner. Followed by Xander. Uh, definitely give him a 4.5 as well. Just because he's built so well uh, right out of the box. It's really appealing to me as a free-to-play character. And as an enemy phase character as well. And so I, I see a lot of utility there. And it, it's really cool to see that just kind of happen. And just be built so perfectly for that. Uh, Ryoma. Um, I, I'm going to give him a little bit of a lower... Rating just a, you know a four out of five, not too low, not too much lower, but um, I, th I think he's a really good unit. Uh, but I don't know, maybe maybe he just doesn't uh, feel that. I guess just filling that role, just specifically to take out Zelgius and Black Knight, even if he, d I guess he doesn't do it all the time, right? And so, um, so he's good, but you know he's not good at all times, and so he's he's almost there for me at a four point five, but I would just round down to four. And same thing with Alincia. I think, you know, her attack is just too low for me to to really rely upon when thinking about offense. And so she's mainly for support, and, and for that, you know, I'll bring her down to a 3.5. But I guess if you were to ask me, you know, importance on summoning, and I, I would go with that order. Um, Micaiah followed by Xander, followed by Ryoma, and then Alincia. Um, if we were talking about these characters specifically, uh, in addition, you know, with their using them with uh, as a character, and or with their dagger, and so uh, you you could prioritize these units based on which dagger they come with or which skills they come with as well, since we have a ton of skills here to potentially fodder off to other units, and so that that priority might change. But for me, as far as like being able to pick a character and just use them in general, that would be my order uh, for importance. Do you what? What's your order of ranking uh, for these units? Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Micaiah, Xander, Rioma, Olincia, and that's you know they're all dancers, so my priority isn't based on that. That all cancels itself out. It's really just my priority order is based on their offensive strength. So, with all of these units, it's really important if you want to use them with their default weapons that they have high attack. The best IV that you can get for any of these units is a plus attack IV, regardless of the bane that you get. Uh, that's the most important thing for them. And they can't take advantage of speed as much because they can't use desperation. So it's it's not like it's bad to have speed. It might help them double, but they're going to have to take a hit first before they're able to double in, in many cases. So that's my order. Again, as you mentioned, they, a lot of these units have really good skills, though, especially their new daggers that are coming out. People might want to consider if any of them are interesting enough for them to want to give their daggers to any other units in the game, whether it be a different color dagger unit 
uh, or giving it to a colorless dagger unit and trying that out. So uh, I think that's something that's worth exciting or worth, worth considering, and it's kind of exciting. And the one thing that I really hope that we don't get is a dancer voting gauntlet. Please don't give us a dancer voting gauntlet. Uh, You know, as it is, people often run the unit that they're on the team with as their main unit to help their friends. And I can only imagine how annoying it would be if all of your friends are giving you dancers or even the people that aren't friends with you are giving you dancers and then you can't use any of them to dance. (laughs) Seriously, like... I feel like I would have to restart the voting gauntlet numerous times if if my team was was like that, you know, with just a bunch of dancers. And so, uh, yeah, so who knows? I mean, this banner runs for a whole month, and the voting gauntlet, uh, as we now know because of the roadmap that was released at the same time of this banner, says that that voting gauntlet will happen within the time frame of this new banner. But I, I think it's late enough um, in the month or in the calendar that the new the new units that will come out in two weeks uh, overlap that voting gauntlet. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. The, the new units coming out a week, I think a week from today or tomorrow um, mm-hmm. are also going to be that banner is still going to be running, but I actually have some different thoughts about what, uh, what the voting gauntlet might be. And that's something that I'd go over the calendar for that just came out in a, in a different episode. Exactly. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We'll we'll go over our thoughts uh, on that calendar at another time. But uh, yeah, so I, I think that that culminates our thoughts on this banner. Um, you know, these are very unique characters with unique weapons. And, uh, you know, they they do serve some some functions and could be used on other characters. But uh, once again, since it does last a whole month, it might be wise to uh, save your orbs. You might not be as lucky as I was. So, <laughs> um, so you might want to save your orbs and just check out what the new units would be in a, in a week or so. Uh, in addition to choose your legends coming up pretty soon. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's about it for me. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we sign out today, Greps? Uh, well, I would expect at some point in the next month or two to get the Performing Arts banner from last year rerun also. So keep that in mind. If any of those dancers are more appealing to you, I'd say especially Performing Arts Azura. If you don't have her already, then she's probably the best dancer of like considering those four dancers and these four dancers. Though I don't know, maybe Micaiah's better. Uh, but I'd say Performing Arts Azura is the best support unit of those eight dancers, and maybe Micaiah is the best offensive unit of those eight dancers. So just something to keep in mind if, uh, you know, before you spend all your orbs on these dancers, if you happen to want the other ones, to just remember that they might be coming too. Awesome. And I, yep, I agree with you, and and that'll be exciting to see in the future. So uh, yeah, with that being said, let's sign out of this episode. Um, if you would like to Come into contact with us if you have any more questions about this banner or if you have any suggestions for us as well. You can reach both of us at our subreddit at r slash phaeology and we'll be in touch with you there. Or you can reach out to us individually, um, me at phaeology at gmail.com or you can reach Grepstein at grepsteinfeh at gmail.com. If you grow tired of using summoner and ally support, then feel free to use listener support which is the anchor feature to support this podcast. So take a look at the link in the show notes and that'll direct you there. So uh, with that being said, uh, thank you for listening and we hope that you schedule an appointment with your phaeologist soon. Take care.